Welcome to the teaching ministry of The Cause Church. We pray you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Anybody willing to admit that you're going to do all of your Christmas shopping after service is over? Going to Vaughn's down the street and you're going to, in 60 seconds, get your gift cards? <laughs> By the way, if you need a gift idea, I have a perfect gift idea for you. This is absolutely free, no charge at all. There it is right there, people, mop slippers. They're slippers and mops in one. If you order it right now on Amazon, it'll probably be there before you even get home. And guys, if any of you are brave or dumb enough to order those for your wives and you're still alive on Sunday, let me know how it goes. <laughs> I've gotten a couple gifts today. Uh, Heather, bring this one up real quick. Somebody, uh, after the first service, gave me, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, you got your hands full. <laughs> Somebody gave me this as a gift. Wrap snacks. Hard work pays off. They're potato chips. Listen, if this will get me into the rap game, I'll eat all these potato chips, whatever it takes. So anyways, Amos, you can have those. And Amos is going to start eating. He'll probably eat all of them before the, the service is done. Okay, kids. I'm going to give you permission right now to stand on your chair. So kids, go ahead and stand on your chairs. i got to ask you a question. If you're a kid in here, I'd say 12 and under, go ahead and stand on your chair. Moms, this is okay. Grandparents, stand on your chair. i got to ask you guys a question. On the count of three, I want you to shout out the name of the main gift that you want for Christmas. All right? You ready? On the count of three, shout it out. Cohen, you're not even listening to me. Stand on the chair, son. You're going to stand on the chair. If anybody needs parenting tips afterwards, just let me know. On the count of three, shout out the name of the main gift you want. One, two, three. I wasn't able to make out anything that anybody said. What did Cohen say? Shoes? Isaac said shoes, too, at the last service. What's up with shoes? Hopefully we got you shoes. I don't even know what we got you for Christmas. What? Somebody else tell me, what do you want for Christmas? Yeah. You want what? V-Bucks? For Fortnite. Man, I'm old. I don't know what's going on. I think somebody, somebody back there shouted Tesla. You guys have expensive taste. All right, kids, you can be seated. Okay, adults, you don't need to stand on, please don't stand on your chairs, actually. That would be. <laughs> adults, on the count of three, I want you to shout out what you want, the name of your main gift for Christmas. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Heather shouted sleep. You can tell she's a mom of young ones. Dave Duran, I think, shouted socks because he's old like me. That's what we get. Where's Carmel? Is it any single people? Somebody shouted an, an engagement ring. I don't know who that, where that came from, but somebody's gonna be, you're gonna be in trouble. Does anybody still make Christmas lists? You write Christmas lists down, you give them to parents or grandparents, right? You have to be specific, you have to name each gift, because you know that if you just write down video game, grandma might get you some weird video game that you don't really want, right? Or girls, Arabella, if you write down earrings, you have to be specific and tell grandma what kind of earrings you really want. And if they're expensive, I know your dad, and he'll say, 
ask grandma for that, that's too expensive because we do the same as well. But you have to be specific and name your gifts. Names are important, aren't they? They are, names are important. They're important for identification so you can specify the person or the thing that you're talking about. If I say Kobe, some of you think of this, Kobe beef. But if I say Kobe Bryant, then you know I'm talking about the greatest Laker of all time, right? Names are also important, not just for identification, but for representation because they carry meanings, they carry significance, including the character or reputation of a person. If I say Abraham Lincoln, you think about probably some of the great things that he did as our 16th president. God gave us a gift. He gave us the greatest and most important gift that you will ever receive in your life. And this gift has a name. In Matthew chapter 1, 2,000 years ago, an angel is sent from God to a man named Joseph who is engaged to a virgin named Mary. And it says this in verse 20. But while Joseph thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Could we read verse 21 out loud together? Ready, go. And she will bring forth the son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Let's try that one more time. That was like... Sound like a Presbyterian church, all right? Let's go. Ready? One, two, three, go. And she will bring forth the son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. I want to go back to verse 21 just briefly. Verse 21. And notice the pronouns in verse 21, which somehow in our weird culture, pronouns have become a hot topic. But notice these pronouns. She will bring forth a son. There was something about Mary, this young teenage gal that God chose above any woman who's ever lived who was a virgin and supernaturally conceived and gave birth to the Son of God. And then it says, you shall call his name Jesus. Men and women, that's you and I. What do you call him? Who is Jesus in your life? And then the verse concludes and it says, he shall save his people from their sins. God gave you and I a gift, his Son. And his name is, come on somebody, Jesus. It's not a trick question, we're in church. His name is Jesus. God promised to send a Messiah, that, that was the Hebrew word. Christ was the Greek word, which meant the anointed one. It was the one that God had promised since the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. He had promised to send to the world his own son, the son of God. And Throughout the Bible, in both the Old and the New Testaments, there are several names that 
Jesus is given. And the reason is to identify and represent who he is and what he would do for us. We just saw in verse 23, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. This was a prophecy from a man named Isaiah, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 4. This was written 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And he's saying that he will be God with us. In other words, Jesus Christ is God incarnate. He is God in the flesh. Fully God, fully man. 100% God, 100% man. Divinity wrapped in humanity. Colossians says it this way in chapter 2, verse 9. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Wow. John chapter 1 says, So the Word became human and made his home among us. What does this mean? It means that God cares deeply about you and he understands everything you're going through. I don't, if you've ever said or thought before, you know, shook your fist at God, angry at him, you don't understand. He understands, men and women. He knows. He knows what it's like to be tempted in every kind of way. The Bible says, just as you and I are, yet he was the only one without sin. He knows what it's like to feel lonely. He knows what it's like to be stabbed in the back and betrayed by one of your closest friends. He knows what it's like to experience pain and grief and suffering. He knows what it's like to lose a loved one. So many of us, so many of us have lost a loved one this past year, myself included. For those of you that are part of the church, you know, losing my dad in February, the hardest thing that I've ever had to go through, most difficult season of my life. And this truth that Jesus is Emmanuel, he is God with me. That means something to me more than it did last year at this time. Men and women, he is for you, he is with you, and he promised he will never leave you or abandon you. His name is Emmanuel. Isaiah also prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And, and listen, would you read this with me? And his name will be called, what does it say? Wonderful. Come on. His name shall be called Wonderful. In other words, he is beyond comprehension. He is beyond understanding. He is too incredible, too powerful, too awesome for our finite minds to comprehend his infinite, unconditional loving and the fact that he is an intimately personal God. He is wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. That Jesus is the source of all wisdom, of all true wisdom. That he is the way, not a way. He is the truth, not a truth. He is the good shepherd who guards and guides and governs your life. His name shall be called Wonderful and Counselor and Mighty God. Mighty God. It's, it's kind of almost funny how fascinated our world is with superheroes. Anybody seen the new Spider-Man movie that just came out, right? Don't ruin it for somebody next to you that hasn't seen it. 
seen the Spider-Man movie. I read the other day that Spider-Man, the Spider-Man movie, is on track to be the only movie this year that will bring in over $1 billion at the box office. Isn't that amazing? We are fascinated by superheroes. The word mighty in the original language in Hebrew, you know that it also means hero? Jesus is. He is the superhero of all heroes. He is the champion. He is our victorious king who defeated the power of sin in our life. He overthrew the powers of hell. He broke the enemy's back. Come on. He defeated death itself. Death is an enemy, but it is a defeated enemy. He is a mighty God, the mighty God, the one and only. No matter what situation you're facing right now, Jesus is able and he is mighty. Mark chapter 10, verse 27, it says, looking at them, Jesus said, with people it is impossible, but not with God, for all things, not some things or even most things, all things, all things are possible with God. You shall call his name mighty God. You shall call his name everlasting father. The word everlasting means everywhere present, eternal. He has no beginning and no end. Jesus is the one, the Bible says, who was and is and is to come. And he is also father as well, meaning that he's personal. He's personal. I don't know what you think about being a Christian, being a Jesus follower is about, but a lot of people think that Christianity is about being religious. They are completely wrong. Christianity is not about a bunch of do's and don'ts and rules and regulations and just coming to church, you know, every week or every so often and trying to be a good person. Christianity is about being in relationship with the almighty God who created you and loves you and saved you so that you can know him, you can know his love, you can walk in his presence, you can live in his peace and his joy. Come on, you can experience intimate, close fellowship with him. Religion is all about man trying to reach God. The Bible says that God has reached down to us. That is phenomenal. It's incredible. It's beyond even our ability to comprehend. He's everlasting father and you shall call his name also prince of peace. Prince of peace. That word peace in the Hebrew language, it's a beautiful word. You've probably heard the word shalom. It means health, well-being, prosperity, happiness, cessation of enmity. It means wholeness. In fact, one translation says he is the prince of wholeness. And I like that. Are you frustrated? Are you overwhelmed and angry about all the changes going on in our world and in our culture? Are you bitter? Are you worried? Are you anxious? Are you stressed out? Are you depressed? I have some good news for you. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. You might get peace from somebody or something else temporarily, but it's not true lasting peace. That only comes from him. Jesus said in John 14, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. Some of you need to receive that gift this Christmas. Listen, Jesus says, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. You shall call his name. 
Emmanuel, wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, everlasting father, and last and most importantly, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus was actually a common name at that time. It means Yahweh or God is salvation. Men and women, I'm just like you. I'm a sinner who needs a savior. You might be thinking, what do I need to be saved from? What do I need to be saved from? I don't get that. You know, I'm a pretty good person. My life is good. I'm fine. Well, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> Actually, you're not. You might think you are, but you're not. You're broken just like all of us. You notice that in superhero movies, you see those scenes where it happens a lot in Spider-Man, Iron Man, Superman. There's a scene where there's a group of people, and they're on a train or on a bus, and they are headed for destruction, and they don't even realize it. It pans out, and you can see the train tracks are broken, and these people are about, all of them are about to die. And then at the very last moment, the superhero shows up and saves and rescues them. Friends, we need somebody to save and rescue us as well. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 says, There is a path before each person that seems right. It seems right. You might think it's right. It might, quote, unquote, feel right or look right, but it's not. It ends in death. Because all of us have a problem that the Bible calls sin, and sin is selfishness. It is rebellion against God. It is pride. It is choosing to live life your own way instead of God's way. And let, it, let us all be reminded tonight that God's ways are always better. Sin is a spiritual disease that kills you. You're infected and you might not even realize it, but it is killing you and it results in spiritual death and separation from God, which is why we need to be saved, why we need to be rescued, why we need to be healed, why we need to be delivered. We need a Savior, and His name is Jesus. The Bible says that before God even formed you in your mother's womb, He knew you, and He chose you. He loved you so much that He gave the greatest gift of all. He gave His Son. He gave His Son, Jesus, who came and was born incredible as a humble baby to a poor family, to a virgin, a supernatural kind of birth. He grew up as a man. He was tempted in every single way, yet he was without sin. He was the only one who's ever lived that's been perfect and sinless. He showed us how to love God, how to love people. He came and established and preached and taught the kingdom of God, and then he died on a cross. He died on a cross, a criminal's death, in your place and in my place. The Bible says that all of the, because God is perfect and holy and just, sin has to be punished. And he took all of the punishment for all of humanity, for all of time, in one moment on the cross. Shed his blood, his perfect, sinless, holy blood. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. The Bible says that through the blood of Jesus, that you and I can be forgiven and cleansed from all of our sin, all of our unrighteousness. You might think, you don't know what I did. I, you're right, I don't, but God does, and he died for you, and he bled for you, men and women, because he loves you. 
that crosses the bridge between you and God. And Jesus, the Bible says in Hebrews, that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. That joy was to bring you into relationship with him. And not only that, but three days later, he rose from the dead. When they went to check on the tomb, it was empty. Come on. He is a resurrected, risen king. He is a victorious king. And he offers everyone, everyone who puts their faith and their trust in him, the gift of salvation, abundant life, Jesus called it in John 10, 10. You know what that is? That is living life with purpose and meaning and passion. It is walking in relationship with the Lord every single day. Doesn't mean your life's gonna be perfect, but he is Emmanuel, he is God with you. And not only abundant life, but eternal life as well that you could spend eternity with him forever and ever and ever and ever. Death is a defeated enemy for those of us who know him. And you shall call on his name. Some of us need to call on his name in a fresh way this Christmas season. We already know the Lord. But we need him to be one or more of those things in our life. We need him to be our mighty God. We need him to be Emmanuel. And some of you don't know, yet know the Lord, and you need to call on his name as Savior. Romans 10, 13 says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. Have you called on Jesus as your Savior? Have you called on him as your Savior? Listen, salvation is a gift. And you can't earn a gift. You don't deserve a gift. You can't pay for it. All you have to do is receive it. It's called grace. And Jesus came to offer you that gift. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment? Just give the gift of privacy. If we can have the worship team get ready and come out and get in place, that'd be good. Maybe you're here tonight and or watching online and you've never ever made that decision before. You've never made a decision to receive the gift of salvation. God has done everything that he needs to do. But he, he gives us free will and he leaves the choice up to us. You have to receive it. What does that mean? You have to open up your heart and your life to Jesus as Lord and Savior. Why would you go another Christmas not doing that, men and women? Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Maybe you've never made that decision before. Maybe you've prayed a prayer, but you've walked away from the Lord. Find yourself in church or watching tonight, and you know that you're not living for the Lord at all. You're living life for yourself. Jesus isn't the king of your life, but you want him to be. You want to be in relationship with him. If you've never, ever made that decision before, you want to come back to the Lord, I want to give you that opportunity right now on the count of three. I won't embarrass you. I won't ask you to say anything. I won't call you to the front, but I, I want to see you and agree with you because there's power and agreement. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day you're the person. If you make the choice, God will make the change. If that's you, you say, John, for the first time, I'm making a recommitment to the Lord. On the count of three, would you raise your hand? Hold it high. Open up your eyes. Let me see you. One, two, three. Hold your hand. Hold it high. I see you, young man. I see you. Right there, young lady, thank you. Anybody else here in this place? Hold your hand, wave at me until I see you. Yep, yeah, I've seen you, friend, that's awesome. Wave at me, I see some over here, little ones right here. 
One, two, three, four, five, six. I see you. It's awesome. The Lord's touching you right now. I see you right there. Awesome. Anybody else? I see you in the back, sir. I think it's hard for me to see. Thank you so much. Thanks for being patient. See you, young man. See you, young man. Awesome. Anybody else here tonight? Do me a favor. Let me just, just one more time. Put your hand up one more time. Let me just count real quick just so I, I don't want to miss anybody. One, two, three. I see you. That's fantastic. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I see ten people. That's awesome. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and a hand in the back, eleven. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I want to lead all of us in a prayer of salvation and confession. Church, would you pray this prayer loud and strong and supportive of all of those making a decision? Just repeat after me a phrase at a time. Say this. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. I know that I'm a sinner. Right now, I surrender my life to you. Forgive me of all of my sin. Jesus, be my Lord and be my Savior. Come into my life. Make me a new person. I declare that heaven is my home. And I will follow you all the days of my life. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your love. And help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, church. Can we celebrate that together? Amen. Amen. Jenny, why don't you come on up? Well, we're going to uh, have a candle lighting moment. It's, it's always a, a special moment in our services. When you walked in, you should have received a candle, so you can go ahead and get that out right now. If you don't have a candle, would you just raise your hand real quick, and our team will get one into your hand. So just keep your hand up if you need one. There's a couple of hands going up. As you're doing that, let me just read from John chapter 1, the gospel of John chapter 1. It says, In the beginning the word already existed, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life. Everybody say life. life. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light. Say light. Light, light to everyone. And then I love verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Let's go ahead and turn off all the lights right now. I want to invite um, our staff and their spouses and also our leadership council to come to the front. We're going to... Uh, light candles and as we do that we're going to sing you can join with the team team and sing silent night silent night holy night all is calm all is bright Mother and child. Oh. 
again with me. Silent night. Silent. Oh, y'all sound beautiful. chapter 5 you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven men and women Jesus came as the one and only light and for the past 2,000 years, as men and women have been birthed into the kingdom of God, saved by the Savior, we now are the light. And listen, light always expels darkness. The darkness can never overcome light. So no matter what happens in our world, no matter what happens in our culture, no matter how dark it may seem, the church is gonna shine brighter and brighter and brighter. Our best days are ahead of us. Let's, let your light shine. People would be attracted to the light and the love and the life of Jesus. Amen. You can put your candles down for a moment. If you have made a decision to start following Jesus this past year in 2021, you're a new Christian. Would you hold your candle up right now? That's you. There's several candles up. Look at that. That's awesome. Good. Okay, go to put them down. If you made a decision to follow Jesus within the last one to five years, the last one to five years, hold your candle up. Wow. That's a lot of you. Okay, good. Okay, go ahead and put them down. In the last five to ten years, you became a Christian. Last five to ten years. Somebody's waving at me in the back. Awesome. 
All right, okay, let's try the last 10 to 20 years. 10 to 20 years. Okay, good. Some of your hands are getting hot. I better speed this up. <laughs> in the last, let's say, the last 20 to 50 years, hold your candle up, all right? That's me. Guess what that means? We're old. <laughs> all right, and here we go. The last one. If you've been following Jesus, carrying his light for more than 50 years, hold your candle up. Wow. Look at these heroes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let's pray together. Go ahead, Jenny. Well, Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the light of the world. We thank you that we are a city on a hill and we will not be hidden. We thank you that 2022 is going to be year, a year of favor, anointing, and blessing in all of our lives. I thank you, God, that where the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy, you have come to bring life and fullness of joy. I thank you that you are redeeming God. You'll redeem everything, Lord God, in your time. We thank you, Jesus, for your presence to fill us fresh right now, Lord, with the Holy Spirit from the tops of our heads, the soles of our feet. I speak healing. I speak restoration. I speak hope over all of my friends in the room today. And I thank you, God, that our best days are ahead of us as individuals, as families, as husbands and wives, as sons and daughters, as children of the King. We thank you, Lord, that our feet are set upon a rock. We thank you, God, that the gates of hell will not prevail against your church, that hell is going to be depopulated and heaven is going to be full because of the saints of Jesus Christ will go forth in 2022 with new strength and new boldness, Lord God, to take back what the enemy has stolen. We thank you for your light that shines in us. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Okay, don't, hold on. Don't do anything just yet. All right, this might sound funny, but, but you, you have to carefully blow the candles out. So put your hand behind it and don't blow super hard. You don't want to get wax on yourself or on the chairs or the carpet, okay? Keep it upright. Don't don't uh, bend it down or wax will get everywhere. Go ahead and do that right now. Okay, very good. You guys did good. And go ahead and be seated. On your way out, um, the candles you can just throw in the trash. The kids' candles, uh, there's a little basket. We can reuse those. If you really want them, you can keep them. But otherwise, you can dump them in the basket. Here's what's coming up in church news. Thanks for listening to this message from The Cause Church. For more information about The Cause or for further resources, visit our website, thecause.cc or call 714-255-0930.